This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Game Bets and Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and joining me to look ahead to the US Open quarterfinal action is my co-host, tennis journalist, betting journalist over in the UK, Mr. Sean Calvert. Sean, how you doing, mate? I'm just a bit jet lagged this morning. I'll tell you what, I'm absolutely shattered. <laughs> but uh, we might, it's a big time. It's all in those New good York. times. You're having too no, much fun. I know. I've had a, I have that absolute ball. We'll come on to that in a minute. But firstly, how are you, sir? I'm I'm okay. I'm a bit a bit jaded after my uh, hiking adventures and all the all the effort that goes into these grand slams. A lot of effort goes into this behind the scenes, and um, yeah, there's been a few of them, hasn't the French Wimbledon, US. So I'm just a, a little bit tired, but I'm still still pretty happy about the way things are going. To be honest, yeah, the last time we caught up was at the start of the tournament where you gave us Berrettini. He's through to the quarterfinals. We'll come on to him in a little yeah. bit. Uh, I also gave Alcaraz, who survived the scare last night. He's through to the quarterfinals. James Blake. The, the legend that he's done. Like, no oh, Blake Slam. No Blake Slam this year. Didn't get the right. <laughs> Medvedev uh, gets beat. I also, I met him uh, and uh, what I, all I can say is what a charming man. My, my wife was absolutely in awe of him. She, she fell in love with those hazel eyes and I, I didn't know. I, I thought I was in trouble for a minute. But, he's uh, a nice guy, isn't he? Very, very nice, nice guy. guy. Very, very nice guy. And uh yeah, very charming. So, um Mr. Blake, I hope he's been listening to this, but doing a sterling job there interviewing. Kyrgios on court as well, but said no Blake Sam this year. So one of us has got through right. to the, well, both of us are through to the quarterfinals. Uh, sorry, Sean. Nothing cool. Oh, sorry. I thought you, I thought I interrupted you. I apologize. Um, but how's the tournament been treating you? Um, how, apart, you know, we've got the quarter, we've got Berrettini through. How's it, how's the match better been going for you? Yeah, it's gone really well. Uh, I think I said to you at the start, um, some tournaments you get a feel for more than others. I don't, I, I'm not sure why. Uh, maybe it's the conditions. I don't know what it is. Um, I, I always seem to do well at the US Open. So, yeah, again, this year it's gone well. We had uh, Kashan off the other day to beat Corona Buster. Um, quite a few good bets, quite a few come in. Um, so in, very much in profit uh, as we head into the, the sort of latter stages. And that's, that's you know, all you can ask for at a major, really. Yep. I'm absolutely dead flat on the matches. I've lost all my futures. Obviously, Hercast and the women's draw, everything went out in the first round. It's a disaster, but I'm dead leveled on the on the matches. But obviously, on my selfie stick, walking around New York, giving a couple of parlays <laughs> and a couple of things, we, we hit the jackpot. So, but but, uh, but um, for my official plays um, from my website, I'm actually dead flat. But the ones walking around, we, we, we can't back a loser there. So we're doing exceptionally well. Before we go, go into back court- to New York then. I know, and I don't think my wallet would take any more of New York cost. I'm sure how expensive is it out there? But anyway, I've not been for a few years. Well, yeah, two Heinekens, two can of Heinekens at Arthur Ashe Stadium, forty dollars, forty dollars, and that's like miniature. That's and like you know, one hundred and thirty mil. I don't know the mil. I just know the cost. But let me tell you one thing, Sean. I would, if someone paid me to drink Heineken ever in England I wouldn't even pay it but I was desperate it was 90 degrees really really hot in the sun in our fresh oh ice cold Heineken I have two of them $40 I could have had water 
listen, <laughs> this is a Brit abroad here. This is a Brit abroad. You don't do water. I did anyway, think it was a long shot. Go on. <laughs> they were probably more expensive than the Heineken than water. So I was getting the value. At least I got the value. And that's the main thing you've got to do. In that is the main and, thing. And ending life, get the value. Let's have a look at the, the outrights, uh, the future market to win the US Open. Uh, the favourite now is Nick Kyrgios at plus 170 after his heroic win over Daniel Medvedev. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz is second favourite at plus 225. My pick, Yannick Sinner is at five. Kasper Rud is 11. Berrettini, uh, down to 11, uh, your pick, Sean. Uh, Rublev at 14, TFO 14 after his win over Nadal. And Kikanov uh, is 25 to 1. Kyrgios, the start of him, plus 170. I cannot yeah. have plus 170 Nick Kyrgios to win this tournament whatsoever. What about you? No, I mean, it's it's a, he might well win it. If he, if he carries on playing the way that he's been playing, then he's, he's obviously got a great chance. But, you know, anyone that's watched Kyrgios over the years, you can just see something coming over the horizon I don't know what it's going to be I don't know if it's going to be an injury or just general accumulated fatigue because he's played a hell of a lot of matches in the last three or four months or just a, just a meltdown but you know he's in a position now isn't he that he's never been in before favorite to win a grand slam he, he's one of those players a bit like TFO you know a couple of other guys that I could mention that, that they just love that role of underdog don't they just kind of ruffling the feathers of the of the big guys you know I could come in and win this I don't even have to train that hard you know beat you no problem but now he's favorite everyone's expecting him to beat Kishanov everyone's expecting him to get to the final a lot of people are expecting him to win it you know with his mentality you know his, his emotional sort of instability there's got to be at least a little bit of question mark there plus plus obviously the fatigue factor as well so yeah. a bit too short for me far too short for me I mean obviously you also got the fact that he can throw a wobbler and get disqualified that's another that's another Quite possibility possible. that's, well, we that's just a... don't know do we now the pressure's on him Mm. You know, how is he going to handle that? We don't know. Well, I see him. I saw him at, um, at the US Open after the um, after the game against Medvedev, and he was swaggering around as though he just won a heavyweight title fight. He was so full of confidence, and it, it was bordering on arrogance. He, you know, he, he, the way he was holding the mic, the way he walked around, he, he looked. He, looked, he thinks he's won it already. That was the attitude mm. that you had here, and I agree with you. I think he could. Um, he, he could. He could be. Uh, Heading for a fall. Uh, let's look at my pick, Carlos Alcaraz, second favorite, plus two twenty-five. He was picked at six to yeah. one. Came through a battle against Sinner, um, against sorry Chilich. I watched him on the opening day against Korea um, in his second, I think, the second round match on first round. I can't remember the first. So, so long ago now. So much crammed in. But um, yeah. even though he won convincingly, I wasn't that impressed. He rushed. He was rushing a lot. Every time he come to the net, he was virtually unplayable he, he, he looked superb but he should have won easier in the third set and he gave Korea uh, a lot of chances but um, I think he looked raw but he's got better as the tournament's gone on I was absolutely delighted that Sinner come through a five-setter epic five-setter I thought oh we've got a great chance and then Alcaraz goes and does the same so that makes that a little bit of a lever uh, your pick uh, Berrettini is now 11 to 1 and I know you're sort of uh, you know I wouldn't say that you were as optimistic as you were at the start but uh I think you have a good chance. <laughs> yeah, I think I, the whole the whole idea of this Berrettini play was the value, wasn't it? Mm. Based based on the fact that he was about seven to one second favorite to win Wimbledon with Djokovic in the field, and now he's thirty three to one when I got him about thirty to one, twenty five to one to win the U.S. Open with no Djokovic. I just thought that was a value, and, it, and we, we had to take a chance on him playing his way into form because he, he hadn't done anything in the in the previous uh, few weeks of the hard court um, swing. And he's, he's, he's done okay. He hasn't been, he hasn't been brilliant. He's, he's done what he's needed to do. He has, he's been tested in pretty much every match. Um, but, you know, you could, you could look at that two ways. You could say, right, he's, he's, he's got a lot of 
match time under his belt now and he's, his best is yet to come. You could look at it that way or you could look at it and think, well, he's not quite a hundred percent at the moment, but you know, he's got, he's got a 50, 50 match against, against Casper Rude. You know, if, if you just said to me at the start of the tournament, right, he's going to be in the quarterfinals against Rude and, and Medvedev would have been knocked out by Kyrgios, which was kind of part of the plan. Uh, you know, I'd be really happy. So it just depends if he, if he serves well uh, against Rude, I think he'd probably win that match. Um, and then he might get either a jaded Kyrgios, possibly even a Sharnoff uh, in the semi. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go overboard about, about Berrettini, but I think he's got a reasonable chance still, yeah. Well, I, I think he's got a great chance today. Let's have a look at his match today against Kasper Ruud. Um, You say it's a 50-50 split, and that is more or less what Bet Rivers say. They're making it minus 109. Each player, Berrettini and Kasper Ruud, I make it shorter than that. I think Berrettini's a clear favourite from this game. I think he's about 55 45% chance. I feel that Calvert is looking at this from the fact that he's got money on him and he's and he's getting a little bit nervous. Possibly. I think I think if you if you would look at this game at the start of the tournament and you saw Berrettini at 10 to 11 or minus 109 to beat Casper Rude, you would be all over it. The fact that you've got this future on it has made clouded your vision slightly as far as Maybe. I, 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 well, that's how I see it. But I know he hasn't been playing well, but you know, the head-to-head between the two of them is 3-2. Rude has obviously won all the matches on, on clay. The only time mm. they've played in a hard court was here at the US Open, where Berrettini absolutely blitzed him. He's a quarter-finalist and a semi-finalist in the two of the last three years, only beaten by Novak Djokovic and Nadal. And as you say, mm-hmm. he was the second favourite to win Wimbledon with Novak Djokovic in the field. And now on a hard court, we, we, he's got probably the, the second-best service serve in the tournament behind Kyrgios. It's a pick and game, Sean. We've got to be betting Perrettini tonight. We've got to be team Forza Italia. Forza Italia. Come on. Well, I'm, I'm in a position where I don't particularly need to back him again. Um, but I think that the, the, the bookies are just going with the stats on this. Rude's had a, a pretty good 12 months on, on, on hard courts, but better than Berrettini. Uh, and the stats of this tournament, Rude's slightly ahead. But, you know, as I said, I think this is all about how Berrettini serves. I think if he serves really well, he's got... He's, and he, his forehand's fire. I think he'll have too much for Rude. Obviously, when they played here two years ago, Rude had barely played a main level. He barely even won. I don't think he even won one main level match on a hard court. He might have won one or two. Uh, so he was back then. He was really inexperienced on 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 hard, and he's much improved now. But I still think you can rush him on a quick court. A powerful player, I, th- I think, can can rush Rude. So again, I'll say if Berrettini serves well. And he's hitting his forearm well, and he's got an excellent chance of winning that match. If he doesn't, if he if he hovers around sort of fifty percent first serves, then it could it could get it, it could get tricky for him. It could be like a four or five set real kind of struggle. But we'll have to see how he serves. If he serves well, he he probably wins. Mm, that's the early game today, twelve p.m. Eastern time. Berrettini against Kasparud. I'm definitely Team Berrettini. Sean is Team Berrettini for his future, but he's a little bit unsure about this game. This is a lot closer than I predict. Uh, let's move on to the big game tonight. Obviously, all eyes are going to be on Nick Kyrgios again. As you say, he's a, he's a favourite to win this game. He's an overwhelming favourite. He's minus four thirty-five with Bet Rivers, plus three forty. Kikanov. Um, this is this just this looks a huge overreaction to me yeah. on the on the match against Medvedev. Kyrgios at minus four thirty five. I mean, if you if if you want to go to the betting poorhouse, I would say there's a few things to do. You, I don't. You, know, you should trust the <laughs> years ago it was to trust the England cricket team. You you would go into the betting poorhouse. Oh. Bet Tim Henman to win Wimbledon. Bet England to win the World Cup in, in soccer. And the I don't other, think I've thing ever I'm, done any of those things. Well, 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 the one thing you definitely <laughs> wouldn't be doing would be betting Nick Kyrgios at minus four thirty-five to win Grand Slam quarterfinals. No, I mean it. It just doesn't make any sense this price. Uh, other than the fact that the bookies have looked at this a few last few matches against Medvedev, 
uh, and obviously Kyrgios has won them and you know they're, they're going with that and the, the fact that he's he is you know he's playing well it's, we're not we're not taking anything away from Nick he's, he's playing great tennis and he's not doing too many of the antics at the moment but you know that can turn at any time I think the thing that gets me about this this price is that last time they played uh, Sharnoff and, and Kyrgios at uh, the Australian 2020 it was, I think it was four tie break sets out of five mm-hmm. Kyrgios won it in in the fifth set tie break he was 1.66 that day Kyrgios <laughs> now they're pricing him up at about 1.2 yeah, and he, well in, in American odds that's minus uh eight, eight minus 162 we've got Kyrgios and they can get him at minus 435 so that's a huge huge difference and if you look at the stats of the of the of the matchup it's actually Sharnoff that's won more combined service points and return points He's broken serve slightly more. He's created more breakpoint chances. So the stats are very slightly in Sharnoff's favour in terms of the head-to-head. Sharnoff's also got better stats for this US Open, although he's not played against Medvedev. So you could look at that in one or two ways. But it seems to me that for, for a player in Kyrgios that has struggled badly to break the Sharnoff serve, for him to be 1.2, I think it's just an easy an easy play on, on Sharnoff on the handicap, plus four and a half games, uh, I think is the play here. I think it's... I think it has to be done. I, I, this price is just, just way too short on Kyrgios. Well, Bet Rivers have the handicap at five and a half and they have okay. Kishanov at minus, minus 129. So he's a shorter price on the five and a half. Obviously, you can get plus money on the four and a half. So that brings him five and a half. And obviously, when you consider, like you said about the tie breaks, he also played a, a game prior to that. Also, a tie break in it. We, we're going to get tie breaks tonight. We're going to get tight sets. I can't see anybody winning a set. Three quarters of the sets they've played have been tie breaks. Yeah. So with that in mind, five and a half is is a, is a great handicap. Six four, six four, six four is the only way you can lose one tie break and you've got a chance. So I agree with you. I mean, we we spoke on um, WhatsApp this morning when I was landing at Heathrow, and um, I, I like that play. Kikanov plus five and a half. I also like the over games. I think over thirty eight and a half games. I mean, these are two of the biggest hitters in men's tennis. I mean, you you consider Berrettini Casper Rudd is a forty two and a half game match. And this one is a 38 and a half game match. I don't think there's a much, there's a four game total game difference, especially when you look at the head to head. So, I well, think the we... layers are just assuming that Kyrgios is going to win quite comfortably. Obviously, with Berrettini, Rude, they can't really split them, but they're obviously assuming that Kyrgios is going to win this either 3 love or 3 1, which, you know, he might do. But if you're backing him to do that, like 1.2, I. Like you say, I think that is, that is the road to the poorhouse. Yeah, but when to... also you look at Kyrgios at Wimbledon, for example, you know, he he had some great, great form, but he also struggled. People forget that he really struggled against um, uh, Gary. Nakashima. And, right, Nakashima. Yeah. And he also struggled against the Brit, Jub, in the, in the first round. He, he loses mm-hmm. sets. You know, he's, he can be brilliant, but he also he's, he's you know, he has their moments that he's going to lose sets. So at 38 and a half, the total games, I, I like that as well. Uh, yes. Let's move on to tomorrow's games. We're going to we're going to look at those as well. Good time to talk about those. We can talk about all the quarterfinals. Rublev against TFO, another game where the bookies can't split. Bet Rivers have it minus one oh nine each. I thought yeah. Rublev was absolutely brilliant against Cam Norrie. I actually watched that game. I'm not a Rublev fan, but I thought it was one of the best games I've seen him play. Francis TFO obviously played the game of his life against Rafa Nadal, and as we have said, he is a big time player. Likes to be the underdog. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for these players to raise that level again to beat Nadal the following game when they're up in a quarterfinal and the expectations on. Um, I think Rublev here at minus 109 represents a little bit of value. Yeah, I mean, last time they played, again, we're looking at previous prices, Rublev was 1.27 uh, 
last time he played TFO, which wasn't even that long ago. It was in Indian Wells earlier on. And in, in, in American odds, that is almost minus $4. So he's minus $4 in Indian Wells, and he's minus 109 today. And when they played at the US Open a year ago here, same same tournament, obviously, same same situation. He was 1.35 that day. Minus $3. Um, and he, well, he lost TFO one in five sets. But that, that's, that's a TFO match, isn't it? You know, I'm playing against a top 10 guy. I'm underdog. I'm here. I can show you what I can do. And and he does it more often than not. He's he's pretty much always competitive against these guys. Um, now he's he's what is he's the favourite or, or joint favourite? I mean, in the American fans' eyes, he's going to be favourite for this. You know, mm-hmm. he beat this guy last year. He's just beaten Nadal. As far as the fans are concerned, surely they think TFO's favourite. I, I can see some nerves creeping in here mm-hmm. on both sides actually, because because Rublev has, has played five Grand Slam quarterfinals so far in his career and lost a lot. Mm-hmm. So. He hasn't he's going to be the thinking... TFO though, is he? He's always, he always he always runs into Medvedev. He's... Well, he played Chilich. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know, but the, I still think this is. I think TFO. I suppose it's, on oh, paper, this is easier than some that he's had. Yeah, yeah, this would be this would be the easy one. But I, I've been. I, I'm not a big fan of Rublev. I've sort of criticised him all the way through, but I've been quite impressed with him. I thought he was brilliant against Norrie. Really, I mean, matchup wise. Sorry, mate. Match matchup sure. wise, from the two hardcore matches they've played. Again, we're looking at combined service points one and return points one. Rublev's on 106, uh, TFO 93. Uh, so um, the bookies are having this as even money. I just think, again, there's been a bit of an overreaction. The, the bookies are saying, well, this guy's beating Nadal. So, you know, he's obviously going to, he's obviously got a great chance of beating Rublev. I, I, I just mm. think it's going to be difficult. Players that beat Nadal or Djokovic or, or Federer back in the day, they, they tend to struggle the next match, mm-hmm. you know, because they've had their, They've had their massive day. They've had that fabulous day. They've come down from that a little bit. The adrenaline's gone. They've got to get themselves back up again. TFO might well win, win this match, but I, I would have to back Rublev at these prices. Mm, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, the only other thing, obviously, we've got to factor in the Afresh support for TFO, which is going to be... Rublev is obviously someone who's pretty much under... You know, he's under the radar. He's as not the strongest as, mentally. Yeah, that, that, that's and, true. That that has to be factored in as well. So that that is that is an issue we got to do. And also also the weather in New York is going to change a bit in the next couple of days. Uh, when I left, there was thunderstorms due for today. Yeah, rain it's raining today, rain, I think. Yeah, yeah, rain tomorrow as well. So the roof is going to be closed, which makes it a mm. a little bit of a different feel. So who you know in in an in indoor environment, where would you who would that favour? Well, I think they're both. The, you're talking about TFM and Rublev. I think they're yeah, both. Yeah. They're both attacking players. I just think with, when the roof's closed, I mean, you know the size of, of Arthur Ashe. You've been there. It's it's massive. Mm. Uh, I don't think the roof really makes that much difference there, other than keeping out the wind and keeping out the sun, which which makes it generally easier to go for the lines. Uh, and both these guys do that anyway. They're both big hitting guys, so I don't think it's going to make that much difference, to be honest. So uh, tough one to call, as far as Bet Rivers concerned. Minus one hundred nine, Rublev and TFO, but uh, myself and Sean both think that Rublev uh, offers some value at minus one hundred nine. Uh, the final game uh, in the quarterfinals is probably, I would say, one of the, the better ones as far as to watch. I think Carlos Alcaraz against Sinner will be a great game of tennis. Sinner obviously beat him uh, only a few weeks ago on clay. Um, Alcaraz is the favourite, though, minus 175, and Yannick Sinner at plus 145. Um, mm. Watching a lot of American TV, watching a lot of um, experts, tennis experts, and there's a lot of people tipping Yannick Sinner to win this tournament this week. Um Okay. I don't know how he's going to recover from the five-set match against Ivashka. Uh, we've spoken about his conditioning. Uh, it's got better, but uh, I think to come into uh, after a five-set match and play Alcaraz, who's going to be 
a puncher who's going to be a lot fitter and a lot quicker around the court. I think mm. uh, that massively suits Alcaraz here. Would I bet Alcaraz at minus one seventy five? No. Um, I think this is a, is probably about right as far as the betting is concerned. I think this is a really hard match to call. Yeah. Really, hard. there's so many factors involved in this. Um, I mean, the, the the recent matchup has been has been very much in favour of of Sinner, hasn't it? The, 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 the match in Umagachi won very convincingly in the end on clay. And he, he was a pretty worthy winner at Wimbledon as well when they played on, on grass there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually held serve 96% of the time against against Alcaraz so far in, the, in those three uh, matches, which is pretty big. And if you look again, looking at the combined service points, one return points, one of those three matches, Sinner's on 130, uh, sorry, Sinner's on, where is it? Uh, 104 and, and Alcaraz 96. So, the, the recent matchup has been in favour of Sinner. But I, I, if you're asking me who's the better big match player, the big occasion player, I think it's undoubtedly Alcaraz. I mean, Sinner's, he's, he's got a lot to prove, I think, in, in big, big matches. He's never won a title bigger than a 500. You know, the, the Masters 1000 final that he did play, he was favourite for against Urkash and, and didn't really show up. He's not shown up before in, in, in quarterfinals. I just wonder, I, I just wonder about Sinner's mentality. That's the only... Well, it's one of the things that worries me. The other thing that worries me is his fitness. And if this goes to five sets, I can only see one winner in the fifth set. Yeah, that's, uh, I just think I just think it's a really hard one to bet though at the prices. Yeah, uh, I I couldn't agree more. I think the prices are, are very very hard to to find any value in it whatsoever. Obviously, I'm I've got a a position in it with our Kres and my future pick, and I, I want him to to win. And uh, I think if he does win this game, I think he he makes the final. I think he beat. I think he'll beat Rube Levin. I think he'll beat TFL. I think it's a great matchup for him. Mm. Then we can talk about hedging in the final and hopefully we get Kyrgios beaten. We're an overwhelming favourite, which is great for hedging positions. But um, I we think this get is a Berrettini, tough game. Alcaraz final. Oh, that'd be the dream final. The calvert the dream final. <laughs> what, 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 that's, that's, what, that's what dreams are made of, Sean, as, as, nice, as, as we're aware. Um, so that's the men's. That's the men's. Uh, quarterfinals looking at that's the the best bet today which if i was giving you what's your what's your best bet on the four where would you where would you be heading i think undoubtedly the kashanov match is the one that offers the value mm. i really do i think it's a slight value on rublev as well you, if you look at it from a certain angle you might say there's a bit of value on rublev i think that's probably the second second best but i think i just think that's way too short on Kyrgios. he might prove me entirely wrong come out and win it six three six two six one but i i don't see it i just think that's the value if you're, if you're asking me one it's the Kashanov on the handicap, yeah. I've said many a times, if you're betting minus $4 Nick Kyrgios or anything, I mean, I, I highlighted about Serena Williams when she played Tom Nanovich. If you bet this minus $4, you've got to look yourself in the mirror and you, you're doing it all wrong. You know, you may win this time, but you, you're going to lose your money. If long term, yeah. Long term, you'll lose your money. Uh, let's look at the women's. Um, I know it's not uh, something you follow, but it is a Grand Slam quarterfinal. You look at the tournament so far. Um, Iga Shvantec is the favourite in situ at the beginning, but she's hasn't really changed much in price. Got through to the quarterfinal. She's plus two twenty-five. She's been complaining about the conditions. She's been complaining about the balls, the heavy balls. She's not happy with the balls. Uh, I heard of one of her. That's not on clay, is it? That's... No, she's, she's, she's <laughs> I think that's happy. her main complaint. Yeah, um, I still, I still think she. I think she. I don't think she wins. I think she. I know she won six love in the the final set yesterday, but um, I think she's. I think she's opposable. Uh, Caroline Garcia is at $4 Caroline Garcia probably one of the most gifted technical tennis players you'll ever see but uh, absolutely mm. flaky as anything uh, Very. 
very flaky, emotional, um, doesn't really big, doesn't really handle the nerves very well. And at four dollars, I know she's won three tournaments since the French Open, but they've all been low level tournaments. Oh, she did win the um, uh, I think she won Cincinnati, didn't she? But yeah, prior to the, that, that was her big breakthrough. But this is a player that had to come through qualifying in Cincinnati, remember? She came through, yeah, yeah, she did, yeah. Yeah, so she wasn't. She's only up to seventeen in in the world, and she's second favorite. Coco Goff is at five. Sabalenka at six. Uh, Jabir is seven. Pegler is ten. Pliskova is ten, and Tom Lanovic is fifteen. So really, any one of those eight players could win this tournament. Today we have two women's quarterfinals. The first one is on court at two o'clock uh, the Eastern time on Jabir against Isla Tom Lanovic. Um, Anja Burr is carrying an injury, I got told, coming into this tournament. She's done tremendously well, opposed to in the last match against Kudamatova. She went a breakdown, but Kudamatova uh, capitulated and Jabir took advantage. Minus 215, you'll get with Bet Rivers on Jabir, plus 175 on Tom Lanovich. I'm quite tempted by Tom Lanovich, plus three and a half. Um, very impressive against Serena Williams. Um, really, really impressive. It was three hours on court. She didn't even look like she'd been on court for 10 minutes. She uh, she was absolutely, and she kept it all together and she backed it up with a really big win straight after, which is, you know, like we talk about people who are having big wins. That was the biggest yeah. win of her career on the biggest stage probably she's ever going to play. And, and, and she, Williams' last match as well. I mean, she she had the all that pressure, didn't she? Yeah. I've got to beat Surin and if I do, she's never going to play again. And, you know, she's handled that well. Yeah, she and, and to win it, she played a decent opponent as well when smashing over it. And so I think that plus three and a half on Tom Lanovic makes some kind of appeal. But my best bet of the day, in the women's draw is Coco Goff against Caroline Garcia. Minus 109 with Bet Rivers. You can get plus 110 over in the UK, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Coco Goff has been exceptional all week. The, the media attention on her again in, in the States is big. She's seen as the new Serena Williams. But mentally, she's got it, this girl. She's really, really got it. Um, this is her time, I believe. Uh, the crowd will be absolutely crazy tonight in the night match on Arthur Ashe, 7 o'clock. 22,000 people cheering for Goff. No one's going to be cheering for Caroline Garcia. And Caroline Garcia has had big problems in big matches before. She yeah. really, really has. She struggles with her emotions. She struggles with uh, big pressure situations. And she's never going to be under bigger pressure than this. Coco Goff leads 2-0 in the head-to-heads. And when they met, uh, she was minus $3 and minus $4. So three, one to three and one to four to win this game. And now she can be better as the underdog with some bookmakers. Bet Rivers do have it as a pick game, minus 109. But I think Coco Goff gets the better of Caroline Garcia. Just quickly, the two matches tomorrow. Iga Shrontek is up against Jessica Pekula. Pekula makes appeal to me a plus 175. And she certainly makes appeal plus three and a half games on the handicap at minus 110. Um, big New York uh, base. Her father owns the Buffalo Bills. So she's got um, a big sort of state, New York state uh, fan base. She'll have all the support. And Shriontek is beatable on this surface. And in the yeah. other game, Sabalenka against Pliskova. Well, I tell you what, the amount of unforced errors in this game and the amount of winners will be off the charts. Uh, that looks a real big overs and over. 21 and a half games is pitched at minus 121. I know it's not really one of your things, Sean, on, on mm. the women's you haven't followed, but is there anything that, you, that you've that seen on those four matches that you think, you know, that's not a bad price or anything you'd, you'd be tempted in that? I think I think you're right about, about Garcia. I mean, I'm very surprised that she's favourite for that match. I mean, just going on a recent form, that is, I mean, that's, that's a, what a month or two, a couple of months. She's had fifteen um, years on the women's circuit, and they're taking into the last eight games that she should. Be I just favorite. think, I just think that's a bit crazy. I actually had Danielle Collins at a massive price to win the tournament. I just, you know, how I like these punts on women's 
tennis, you know, I had the Bartley thing and I had Panetta to win US Open as well, massive prices. I just thought Daniel Collins about 300 to one she was. I had a little bit on her and I, I watched her match yesterday against Sabalenka and a bit disappointed. She could have won that. She was mm. set up and very, very close to getting a break at three all in the in the second. So a bit disappointed on that. But I think, yeah, I think that I think you have to take that that price on on, on Garcia. I just think that's I think that's crazy. Yeah, Coco Coffee's the bet in the women's draw today. He's, like I say, it's plus money in the UK. If you can get plus money over the, any UK watchers can get plus money. Yeah, but if you're in the States, I still would take minus 109. I think Coco Coffee's about minus 125 chance to win this game. I'll make a clear favourite. And if she gets off to a bit good start and a winning start, then Caroline Garcia could completely fold. And this could be quite one-sided, I think. Uh, also, Coco, even though they're plus minus 109 each, the Bet Rivers have the handicap on Goff at plus one and a half, which is minus one thirty-seven, which makes which is a bit odd because I thought it would probably be a half a handicap. I know it's low minus one thirty-seven, but Goff plus one and a half games against Caroline Garcia. Garcia will uh, just will just have take a choke. To win. Yeah, take win. Just minus take it. Sorry, go, go, go. Don't overcomplicate it. Okay, we'll be back uh, <laughs> later in the week looking at the men's and women's semi-finals, and hopefully we get Berrettini and Alcaraz through to the last four to give us one game away from the calvert Sealy final. That's all we want to have. Um, Sean, thank you very much for joining me. I'm going to go back to bed. Pleasure. I've got to take the dog for first. Take the dog for oh, well. go back to bed. I might even go around the streets of Biggin Hill with my uh, with my selfie stick. Not as glamorous as... Uh, <laughs> I don't think you'll get as many views. No, well, I don't know. This, 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 we can go into the uh, the local Witherspoons and chat to the guys in there. I think that might that that'll might, be interesting. Yeah, that, that that will definitely get some views, but for all the wrong reasons. Anyway, Sean, thank you very much. Uh, good luck with your bets, and thank you everyone for watching. Please uh, subscribe to the Bet Rivers Network YouTube YouTube channel, and you you can follow myself and Sean and all the other great sports handicappers on our Twitter handle, which we all run at Because We Win. Some fantastic content on there. We give some in-play picks as well as some pre-match tournament picks as well and all our uh, content can be found there and also please uh, download and subscribe to us on your podcast provider um do very well on the podcast charts and we want to get this tennis podcast back up uh, in the top 10 in both us and the uk take care everybody and uh, good luck with your bets and we'll speak later in the week thanks for listening to betting weekly game bet match on the bet rivers network <laughs>